Hi and welcome. My name is Patrick Kuchio, the Head of Missions at Crisis Years and Ministries. What does God's will look like? Is it possible for mortal men and women to know God's will? I think it is. Well, stay tuned uh, to this video as we investigate what does God's will look like? Now the Bible says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to approve or to test God's will, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. So it's actually possible for a man or for a woman to know the will of God. But you may ask, why is it important to actually know the will of God? You see, the safest place, the best place to live is not in the center of Africa. The best place to live is not in the center of Europe, some exotic country that you probably have been dreaming about. The best place to live is not even in North America, where some of us long to migrate to with our families. The best place to live is not even in Australia or some island somewhere uh, in Asia. The best place to live and dwell is in the center of God's will. That is the best place to live. And so the question I ask is this, is it possible for us to actually know, to actually experience God's will? And I would say yes. You see, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Rome and he's encouraging them to consider seriously about knowing God's will and living in God's will. It's one thing to know God's will. It's another thing altogether to live in his will. I am persuaded that God's will is a place of protection. I am persuaded that God's will is a place of power. I am persuaded that God's will is a place of provision. That when you're in the center of God's will, you'll enjoy his protection, you'll enjoy his power, you'll enjoy his provision. But the question remains, how can I possibly know God's will? What does God's will look like? The Apostle Paul makes it plain for us that God's will is good, God's will is pleasing, and God's will is perfect in the sense that it's complete, it's not lacking. But it does not start there. He says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to know God's will. You see, if you live by the patterns of this world, if you live to please the systems of this world, you probably might miss the will of God. If you live for the acclaim of this world, if you live for the praise of this world, if you live just to gratify the desires of this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, if that is all you live for, you probably will never know God's will. But when you surrender your heart, 
when you surrender your mind, your will, your intellect, and you allow God to transform your thinking, God to transform your perspectives, God to transform your worldview, you will begin to realize that God's will is actually desirable. It's possible to know God's will. Now, God has revealed his will in his word. Okay? God has revealed his will in his word. God's word has been referred to as his revealed will. Some others will argue that there is his sovereign will. The things that he sets out to do, which are designed in keeping with his providence, his um, attributes, the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God. So there are things that God will do out of his sovereignty. That is his sovereign will. For instance, God has willed that the sun will rise from the east and set in the west. That is part of his sovereign will. God, out of his sovereignty, will allow the rains to fall on good people and bad people. God in his sovereignty will allow seasons. God in his sovereignty will allow things to come our way, not to crush us. But in his sovereignty, he allows things to happen. So God reveals his will nonetheless. But his revealed will is in his word. The other reason why I am drawn to talk about the will of God is because there are people who are running helter-skelter from one preacher to another preacher, from one prophet to another prophet, asking, please tell me what God's will. Is it God's will for me to take this job? Is it God's will for me to marry this woman? Is it God's will for me to marry this man? Is it God's will for me to invest in this stock? Is it God's will for me to do this or the other? It was never God's intention to leave us like headless chicken, running all over the place, finding his will. It is God's desire that as you and I live in close proximity, live in a close relationship with him, we'll be able to discern his will. So what is God's will like? The will of God is good. It is pleasing and it is complete. These are three markers of God's will. To know whether you're in the heart of God's will, it is good. You will know that it is good. And when you ask other people, when they give their opinion, they will agree that it is good. The indications will be that it is good. Now, it is not just good. When God created the heavens and the earth, he would pause to evaluate the works of creation. And he would say, this is good. When it came to day number six having created man, God evaluated and said, this is very good. It's interesting that God would use the word good and very good to refer to his creation. In other words, there was nothing lacking about that which he had created. Now, if you are honest, if you are sincere enough, you do not need anybody else to tell you whether that which you are doing, that which you are about is good or not good. 
You may want to camouflage it. You may want to appease your conscience by convincing yourself otherwise. But when something is good, it is good. Related to good, according to Romans chapter 12 verse 2, is the word pleasing. To know whether you're in God's will, you will find that it is not displeasing to others and displeasing to yourself. Because you cannot possibly be in the center of God's will and everything that you're about is displeasing to everybody around and about you, particularly your significant others. They will tell you it is pleasing. There are times, I must agree, that being in the center of God's will will displease others. There are times when you will respond to do the will of God and some people will be displeased. But if everybody is displeased about what you are about, you need to stop and figure out that probably you are not in the center of God's will. So God's will is good. It is also pleasing. It is pleasing. Has someone ever shared um, a, a development with you and you found the same news very pleasing to your ears and to your heart and to your mind? Normally, when you're in the center of God's will and you share with your significant people, the people that God has positioned in your life, uh, be it a spouse, be it an authority figure, whoever it may be, you will find that by and large, there will be some resonance. It will resonate. So do not just go off on your own without counter-checking with other people. What do you think? What do you design about this? Because God has not left us without help. There are people that God has positioned in our life to help us confirm and design whether we are walking in the center of God's will. God's will is good, it is pleasing, but it is also perfect in the sense that it is complete. The Bible says that the blessings of God make it rich and they add no sorrow. Very interesting verse in the, in the book of Proverbs. It would be very unusual to be in the center of God's blessing and there is turmoil, there is uh, trepidation, there is terror associated with it. It's very unlikely that that is God's will. Because when you're in the center of God's will, there will be a sense of peace. There will be a sense of joy. There will be a sense of happiness. It's true that there are times being in the center of God's will can cause you to be fearful, can cause you some anxiety. But that anxiety is for a reason and for a season. That fear is for a reason and for a season. It cannot be permanent and perpetual. But when you're in the center of God's will, you will sense completeness. So God's will is good, it is pleasing, it is perfect, it is complete. You know, there are times I meet people who want to convince me that they are in the center of God's will. And when you pay attention to what they are engaged in, you actually find that what they are engaged in is not good, it is evil. Some engaged in an initiative that is not pleasing. It is actually 
um, an abomination, abhorrent, and they want you to believe that they're in the center of God's will. You find that it is falling apart. It is not holding together. God never designed us to go through life like we are groping in darkness, trying to find out what is his will for our lives. So as you think through this uh, message, the question that begs is this, are you pursuing God's will? Are you concerned and consumed about doing God's will? Are you living in God's will? Because this is the only way to experience true peace, to experience true joy, to experience true happiness, to experience true fulfillment, being in the center of God's will. Because when you're in the center of God's will, it's the place of protection. It's a place of power. It's a place of provision. I urge you, pursue the will of God. It is good, it is pleasing, it is perfect. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for our dear listeners who may be struggling with knowing your will. I pray that you'll make it plain to them that which you'd have them do. May you cause them to experience your will, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. For any who are struggling, for any who can identify with this message, I pray that your, your hand will lead and guide them. In Jesus' name I pray. Let's keep this conversation going uh, on our social media platforms. Let me know how you engaged in knowing and finding and living in God's will. God bless you richly. My name is Patrick Kucho. This is a Youth Cafe on Sitam Church Online. God bless you.